This is the Maker's Garage, presented by Carbide 3D. Episode 1, for your enjoyment. Thanks for being here early. Kevin Barnett, along with Winston Moy. A little bit about our goals here. We want you to use your machine. We want to talk about creativity. We want to have you make great stuff. Inspire you on the weekend. This is meant to be your weekend inspiration. About 15 minutes of talking about ideas, stuff we've seen, things about CNC. So you go home and use your CNC over the weekend. You can use your CNC this weekend? Uh, probably not, but <laughs> I've had a busy couple months, so I'll be getting to it. Um, I've lately been doing a lot of 3D printing, but CNC stuff, Ooh. hopefully, I Ooh. know. Additive manufacturing. <laughs> Boo! <laughs> But hopefully by the end of April or early May, I'll be back to machining some stuff. How disappointed are you that this is the Maker's Garage pod and not the Subtractive show? Well, considering my other podcast is the Digital Fabrication Experiment, and it's we try and be open-minded and, um, what is this, technology agnostic, um, I'm trying to keep an open mind. Okay. Um, so it's, I'm not super disappointed, but of course... Subtractive manufacturing is our favorite here. Yeah. What what got you into CNC at all? Because I remember when you did, I was watching your videos five, six years ago when you kind of started on that journey. So getting into CNC started because I had no skills as a maker and I was coming out of grad school and I had all these ideas for things I wanted to make. And basically CNC was a technology that would take the manual skill out of what I, like the processes I needed to do to shape the things the materials to create my inventions. Um, so basically, I did some research, I found a CNC I liked, I bought it, and that became the hammer where every manufacturing problem was the nail. Um, <laughs> so that's how I started, how about you? Yeah, I know that feeling. Once I got my CNC, it was the same thing where like, ah, I could do this with a CNC, this, or you could put it on the table saw for three seconds and make a square, and then you can CNC part of it. Yeah, for me, I, I loved the idea of being able to make stuff. And I had for a long time looked at CNC and thought, oh, I'd like to I'd like to be involved. I think it's accessible. And I followed over a couple of years. I actually found your videos and at the time you were getting started. And I thought, oh, here's a guy that, again, had no formal training, although you're an engineer, a little closer to it than me. And I just eventually decided, okay, I'm in. I think it's affordable enough. I think I can make money with it. If I'm really concerned about the cost, I think I can get my money back and I want to be in. And I decided that this machine, the carbide machine, the Shapeoko is for me. I was actually looking at the Nomad first. Mm -hmm. And as I looked more at the Nomad, I thought, I'd like to make bigger things. I don't want to be pinned into the tiny little space. And I wasn't all about doing aluminum. So I just jumped in and figured I would figure the rest out, that I could get the software under control and it would be accessible enough and and it would be and it has been yeah the nomad is kind of like a scalpel the shape book was kind of like a machete yeah uh, depending on the scale of the project you do the precision you need that's kind of how it breaks down but um you brought up the willingness to just jump in is probably the the biggest hurdle even as a seasoned uh hobby cnc guy like i'll come across a project with a new skill that i need that i need to learn and I'll, I'll just stop for a minute. I'll probably overthink it for a couple days. Mm -hmm. But really what I should just do is just try it. Slap a piece of material down on my machine, start cutting, see what happens, and uh, iterate from there. What gets you over that? Um, a 
a lot of thinking. Um, <laughs> the calendar marching on steadily and me looking at the next weekend and the weekend after thinking, I should have gotten this done a long time ago. And at some point, it'll either just click in my head that, oh, like this is the way I should do it, yeah. which is kind of a validation of waiting, right? Like that, It percolates in your yeah, brain. that you've thought of it and then you come to a solution without committing the time in the shop. Or you just get to the point where you just you need to make some progress uh, that itch to like you have all these ideas and you've made no progress for the past couple weekends um and you finally it just snaps and you're like all right i just need to try it i need to get it out of my system and then you just you go for it and sometimes you break things sometimes it works um hopefully the more you do this the the fewer failures you have um, i've gotten pretty lucky with my past couple projects i uh, got it right on the first try which feels great but it's yeah. not always the case you might hear some shop noise because we are, in fact, up in the crow's nest here overlooking the carbide offices in Torrance, California. We're actually making Nomads right here. It's happening behind us, so we'll get that. We'll get some airplane noise. Uh, we'll play a game later. Winston identifies the plane by the plane noise. We'll see how he does on that. What was the first thing that you made when you got your machine? Uh, hard to say. I Because if we go all the way back, my first machine was a Shape Oko 2. Yep. And that's when I had very few CNC resources at my disposal. I was reading Edward Ford's book, like getting started with CNC. Mm -hmm. And there just, there wasn't a lot of knowledge. And also I was coming from zero knowledge. So I wasn't sure how to cut plastics, how to cut wood. Yeah. At one point I thought I could machine rubber, which was a terrible idea. <laughs> um, so my first projects were really just simple like little shelf brackets or like a little bottle opener like really honestly small inconsequential things and it took me a couple months before i was actually making something useful or something cool that i could share mm -hmm. uh, my first videos were, were very much just like hey i'm gonna try this out i don't know what's gonna happen um and it was i was learning just as much as anyone else at the time um so, I don't know. It, it really wasn't anything cool that I was making when I first got started. Yeah, I think it's a lot like that. You're learning the software at the same time you're learning the machine and learning different end mills and how they move and how fast they move and what they can move through. Work holding. I remember work holding being such a big deal. I had the SO3 first. I got the XXL and it had a decent bet on it, but then you had to either thread it or you had to get the T-slot the table later or whatever. Now, with the Shapeoko 4 and the Pro, it's ridiculously easy. Yeah, you know, I do remember that is one of my first projects. I made a little threaded table. Um, and just when you're first starting out and you're holding down everything with double-sided tape, yeah, um, it's, it's just one more extra step in the machine building process before you're up and running. Let me flip this on you. What was the first thing... Maybe not that you did make, but that you wanted to make. Like, what hmm. project did you have in mind that you were like, this is what I bought the machine for? I didn't really have a specific project. You just went into it blind? I just jumped. I, I was like, I love the the process. Mm -hmm. I love the way it looks. I love the potential of it. I had friends that, I have a friend, one friend in Northern California in particular who is an engineer and a mold maker. Mm -hmm. well, actually, he's a mold maker and he's an engineer. That he has Haas's in his garage. So he's a legit guy. I'd seen his equipment. I was like, boy, that's really cool. I'd always watched how it's made. And I just wanted to have access to that kind of power. And so I got in and I looked at what 
other people had made. I actually came by the carbide offices at the old office that nobody does. I just called up and said, can I come by? <laughs> Eventually they acquiesced and, and I got to come by and at least see touch feel the machine. Mm -hmm. And I'd seen all the kind of little knickknacks that people had made, but I was sort of open to what whatever would come with the machine itself. First thing I did was a, a logo for the kids. The kids actually put the machine together. My oldest son, who was, I think he was 13 at the time, maybe 14. That's about right, yeah, 14. He put the machine together. So I never even put it together. I sat there and oversaw it a little bit, but he had the whole thing assembled. And then we did a couple of different team logos in plywood. That was it, because I had uh, other shop stuff there. I have table saw and chop saws and all that kind of hand tool stuff. But we, we did that and some of that stuff is still hanging on the walls in people's rooms here five years later. But basic contours and pockets. Hmm. It's kind of bold, but I respect that. <laughs> when I, whenever I buy a tool, um, it's usually driven by, like, there is some project in my head right. that I need to make and that this will enable. Uh, it's either, like, just power tools, hand tools, um, materials. Um, I think I went into CNC with an idea of types of projects. Okay. Um, just things with whole patterns in very specific locations. Uh, wasn't quite as open-ended as, as you, I think. Um, but you can go about it either way. Um, but once you do finally get that machine, you're, that's when the learning starts. Yeah. And uh, the project you have in mind at that moment is what will largely dictate uh, what technique you learn first. I know I took a logo too that we had done for my kind of big barn stuff and we did that on the side of the box that eventually made the enclosure. I was like, well, we have the machine that we're going to enclose. We might as well use it to make its own enclosure. Yeah. That was kind of fun. I think I cut out my logo as like sort of a stencil and I used that to spray paint my logo on the uh, side of an enclosure. Yeah, I like that too. I like that. as a That's a good first project is a stencil. Yeah. I think it's an easy one. It's like, it's not... There are no structural limitations. It's just get your shape into some cheap plywood. And that's the only objective. And it's pretty achievable for just about anyone. So yeah, that is a great place to start. I like the feeling of power too. You're like, holy crap, I made that. Yeah. Look at that. I did that <laughs> from nothing. Um, how, how do you think you've changed? Before we go here, last question for today, and we're going to try and do this weekly. Uh, Winston and I are, we'll come up with some uh, rotation of that, but just to get you kind of in that making frame of mind on Thursday, Friday, as you head into the weekend, what do you think you've gained by being a part of CNC and, and exploring that? Um, honestly, CNC has kind of rekindled my love for engineering. Hmm. Um, coming out of school, I went to... A, a pretty maybe not practically based school but like a lot of theory um, there's a large school I didn't personally get a lot of time in their machine shop and the classes were pretty theoretical so CNC for me has been a way to sort of re-engage with the hands-on side of engineering uh, designing things making sure the structure is strong enough um, how things go together uh, it's been a Trojan horse for education, as I like to say. It teaches you material science, um, statics, dynamics, everything from physics to civil, mechanical, aerospace engineering. You can find a little bit of all of that, um, even electrical, if you're so inclined, like in a CNC. So jumping into CNC has, uh, has just, it's given me a way to, um, I guess, interact with all these theories that I did that I learned about, um, but I 
didn't necessarily enjoy or have any sort of way to um, like interact with it tangibly. How did you miss the machine shop when you were in school? I mean, how did you not spend any time there? Well, the the problem was I went into um, these, I went into my school open options because I wasn't sure what major I wanted to be in. And even once I figured out that I wanted to be in open options engineering and I went from that to mechanical engineering, I still didn't have any really strong inclination to do like automotive engineering or aerospace. So like normally your senior projects are like uh, like the mini Baja race car or like, mm-hmm. um, like a, a dune buggy or like uh, there's a boat building one. I've seen some racing competitions out at like yeah. Fontana and stuff. There's there's a yeah. lot of stuff like that. And I never really got on board with one of the, the quote unquote big teams. So I ended up sort of just doing my own senior project. And I, I missed out on a lot, a lot of those um, experiences that force you to come up with a like a really intense design process and manufacture something. So I didn't get a lot of that hands-on experience and our classes didn't provide too many opportunities to actually like to build something. Mm-hmm. It was maybe like a, a design exercise, but you wouldn't actually build whatever it is that you just designed. Um, so I, I missed out on a lot of that stuff. If I had been more proactive in like the kinds of classes that I wanted to take or the kinds of projects I wanted to be involved with early on, I could have shaped my college career to be more hands-on um, but without knowing exactly what I wanted to do, I kind of skirted around all that um, and rediscovered that love for building hands-on stuff practically uh, after college once I got the CNC. All right, that's it for today. We're going to try and give you inspiration each weekend, explore some topics, and talk about our own experiences with CNC. Winston and I coming from different backgrounds. I'm not an engineer. <laughs> Uh, I'm a TV guy. I've been an athlete and then a TV guy and also enjoy making things. I've made stuff forever and uh, in charge of content now here. And, and Winston, you're not going away, right? Nope. We're not, we're not kicking you out of content. <laughs> you're very much a part of we'll, what's going to be happening. We'll be tag teaming this. Yeah, should be fun. Winston, thanks. Thanks, Kevin. All right, Maker's Garage Pod, number one. Done. Sweet. Thanks for being here for episode one. We look forward to much more Maker's Garage podcast. Keep your eye out for new content coming from Carbide 3D. From myself, Kevin Barnett, along with Winston Moy. We'll see you again.